Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Today on the podcast, we have Jacqueline Malone. She helps experts exponentially grow their business by becoming the go-to authority in their space. She's a coach, strategist, keynote speaker, mama, guac lover, and the host of the Go To Gal podcast. And in this episode, we are breaking down how to create strategic relationships, how to utilize them as more than friendships without being like a weirdo. <laughs> it all starts with authentic connection. And I think we break down what that could really look like. Also, how this translates to you just creating more friends in your own space and in the environment you work in, and then how you could utilize that to continue to grow your business long-term. So I'm excited to dive into this episode solo because Emily decided to up and get flu A. So, you know, it's just me today, guys. Hey, Jacqueline, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, girl. I'm excited to chat all about leveraging relationships and how you can utilize them to not only have those intimate connections that just kind of fill your cup, but actually jumpstart your business in a big way. And I know that you have a lot of opinions on building authority. So let's dive into it. All right, let's do this. So tell me a little bit about why you think relationships are so important. So this concept was ingrained in me before over a decade before I ever had my own business. So back in 2004, I helped my dad start his commercial real estate business. Now, he had been in the industry for 18 years and was top producer in the company and was ready to go out on his own. And I was still in college. It was like, if you're leaving your job, I'm leaving my job and let's do this. And we got this off the ground. And I'm going to tell you, we scaled this business massively fast, if that's an expression. And it was all 
on relationships. And sometimes it was in relationships in the way that we expect and going to events and going out to lunch and connecting with people in those typical businessy, networky kind of ways. But other times it was in ways that were totally bizarre to me. And my dad would be like, oh, will you call up your fifth grade teacher and and see if we can get this guy's son an internship at this place where she's on the board? And I'm like, what? <laughs> like That is so awkward. And why would I ever do that? And... I did it. And I learned that connecting people and helping people and not with an expectation that something was going to come right back from doing that, but just this really being in community with our community and helping people and connecting people and paying it forward as just a way of life, a way of doing business. And I started to see how those dots were connecting. Now, the funny thing is when I started my own business about a decade later, in 2015, that was second nature to me. And I didn't realize that other people weren't doing this in the online space. Like that, it probably took me six months to realize like, wait, like you don't have coffee chats all the time. Like you don't, you're not doing this kind of stuff. And I I didn't realize that other people weren't doing that. And I think in an online space where things are automated and systematized and all of this stuff, taking that time to really build true, meaningful relationships can go such a long way. No, for sure. I like had this like flashback to my dad talking to me and it had to have been sometime in high school or whatever. And, you know, they had ingrained in me over and over and over and over again. You can do whatever you want. You can like, the world is basically limitless. Like you can do whatever you want. But then he would always follow it up by saying, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And he said that so many times to me. And so had always been someone who is focused on knowing all the things, getting good grades, pleasing all the teachers or whatever. And I would be so frustrated, like say, you know, I mean, flashback to like horror stories from high school when we would do student elections for student government. And this girl would just like swoop out of nowhere, like having tried done nothing for the school or the community or whatever. And she'd win and I would be so frustrated. And then ultimately realize it was because of who she was friends with and who she was connected to and all of the things. And so fast forward to running an online business, I quickly was noticing who knows who and like, how is everyone connected? And that I think we can either look at it as cheating or (laughs) not doing the work to get where you got, or we can look at it as an opportunity for us to basically skip the line. Like we can also leverage it. Like it's not exclusive to a certain type of person or a certain type of business. Like we have the ability just like anyone else to create relationships with people that have different or more connections. And it's our job to start that and like jump into it. So I know you're, you've always been that person. Like I remember when we first met online, like you were already connecting the dots with all these other people in the online space. And so like that just seemed second nature to you. But I know for some of our audience, it's not like they very much keep to themselves, like do their thing, do their work. 
and the idea of reaching out to someone who they may view as competition or more successful than they are feels terrifying. So how do you even start those relationships? Totally. And it is second nature to me. It is only through me having clients that are like, but how do you ask? And what do you say? And what does this look like? And forcing me to really unpack things that are completely unconscious to me. That's where I've learned to like, okay, this is how we can break it down because it really was so close to me. I didn't realize other people weren't thinking like this or doing things like this. So yes, it's definitely been a few years of unpacking that. And I think the first place to start, and as you said this, I just had this image of someone listening and hearing it's not what you know and who you know, and them taking that. Maybe it's a past belief that they've had. Maybe it's something now, but them attaching this negative connotation to that of like, I could be the smartest person, but if I don't know these other people, I can't insert blank here, right? And I think sometimes this is actually, whether it's conscious or unconscious, a mindset that gets in your way. Because this isn't about you becoming besties with the person that has the best podcast in the world. That's not what we're saying here. But this is about you not feeling isolated working from here. I am in my living room, right? And it's very easy to get in that headspace. When, As much as I was building relationships when I started my business, I remember feeling really disadvantaged for a period of time because I didn't live in San Diego because I was pregnant and throwing up every day and I couldn't be going to conferences and meeting people. And I felt really restricted and limited by that and and started telling myself these stories of like, oh, it's easier for those people because they can just like bump into Pat Flynn at the grocery store <laughs> or whatnot, right? And I started creating all of these stories in my head. But the reality was, is that one, when we say that, it's not necessarily who you know up the food chain. There's many different types of people that you want to be connecting with. So we definitely want to get into that. But if you're holding that belief that it's a negative, that's going to prevent you from doing it off the bat. And if you're sitting in fear of, well, I don't want to build relationships because I don't want to use people, like, that's a good thing. Because <laughs> you're not like nobody, anyone who does this with that type of intent of I'm just going to try to work my way up the ladder and I'm going to take advantage of people and use them. They're not going to have success with it. This online world is so small. We think it's so big, but it's so small that that type of energy and that type of motive is not going to get you where you want to go. So if you are sitting here and like, I don't know, I don't know if I know those people even that I can do that, or I don't know if I'm, if I can be that kind of person, I encourage you to let's reframe this. Let's, let's open up this as an opportunity for you to build genuine relationships, to expand your circle, for you to be connected with people who are doing similar things, different things, opening up ideas and possibilities for you, and also potentially opening up doors for you. But the key to this is that it's two-sided and that you're giving massively as well. So I think the first step here is let's like, let's reframe this whole idea if there's if there's resistance, because usually there's some resistance. And and I think that's like step one of the resistance. Step two of the resistance is, I don't have time. I'm an introvert. Oh, yeah. All of these things. So we should probably oh, tackle yeah. that too. <laughs> no, for sure. Because I, I, I know I'm an introvert. And while I 
love because you can love people and love conversation and love the thing but like just the idea of it is so taxing from an emotional and like physical standpoint that you're like nah I'm good like I don't need to go or I don't need to say those things or I don't need to set that up because it can feel like a lot because it literally is like if you're an introvert it is literally draining your energy and so you have to balance it with like things that fill your cup but also acknowledging that there are some types of conversations or some types of settings that may not drain you as much as others. So like for me as an introvert, meeting one person for lunch or coffee or a Zoom call is not remotely the same as me getting on an airplane, flying and spending three days with 500 people. Like I don't have the same drain level from those two activities And so you might see me in less places, but that doesn't mean I'm connecting less. Like it doesn't mean I'm not having more of those like one-on-one interactions. Um, But I think you're right. You have to like let go of the, it's who you know, like from a gain perspective and just be okay with like loving on the people you do know and then like allowing them to connect you to other people when it makes sense. Because I feel like you can either block or attract that based on how you're going about these things. hundred percent. A hundred percent. And and you brought up such a good point as an introvert. It's important that you do protect your energy with this. So no, don't start doing coffee dates every day if that's something that's going to really impede the work that you need to do. This can be something that you do one... You could have one coffee chat a week. Think about that. Over the span of a year, that's 52 people. That's huge. Imagine if 52 people knew who you were and what you did and saw your face and and got your personality and felt connection with you. I mean, that's enormous. So, And that could be 30 minutes once a week. So I think we need to scale this to a point of, okay, like it doesn't have to be something that is taking up all this space on your calendar. And you can absolutely do this without going to events because as I said, when I started my business, I was pregnant and then I had a newborn. It was almost two years before I went to an in-person event. And now I go to a lot. But those first two years of business, it was all online. Managing your energy, having time blocked off where it's not taking up your host schedule, and being intentional about it. I think that's really the thing I want to get into next year is how can you be intentional, be strategic, but in a way that's still real and authentic and genuine. Because if you're connecting with people who you don't really want to connect with, who you don't really want to build relationship with and be in community with, they're going to feel that. You're going to feel that. It's not going to be fun for you. And it's not actually going to be productive with that, right? Sure. Well, and I think part of it is like going after the things you do want or the things you do see, like actually saying your thoughts instead of keeping them to yourself. I know this sounds like the most bizarre exercise, but for instance, you could literally be scrolling Instagram, see something that reminds you of someone you have maybe like a small like relationship with, like it's nothing big, but you see something that reminds them of you. Like instead of continuing to scroll, like what if you send it to them? What if you say, I thought of you and XYZ came up for me? Like what if the next time you had a collaboration idea, instead of just being like, nah, they don't have time. Like what if you actually asked? What if you set up a time to chat? What if you 
I mean, you can pitch yourself even to friends, you guys, which I know that sounds weird, but like the amount of times I've gone from like, we're just cool and we love to hang out and all the things to us having a business collaboration that is like meaningful to both of our businesses. Like it's happened a lot. So same here. And I'm sure with your relationships, they weren't just, it wasn't just a, Hey, how you doing? Like how, how are you like actually getting to know them in a way that's both meaningful from like a relationship standpoint, but also one that you can utilize for your business? Okay. So this is a really good question here. And I think as much as I mentioned one a week and that's 52, you're not going to create 52 deep relationships within a week, within, within a, <laughs> within a year, right? Like that's a lot. That's a lot of people to go deep with, but sometimes you need to talk to a lot of people to find those people that you do really connect with, that you do have the chemistry with, and that there is those opportunities for collaboration and synergies between your businesses, right? So if you're only talking to four people throughout the course of the year, the chances that one of those four people are going to, to be that person, you know, are probably slim. Now, in terms of like actually building the relationship, I think where people go wrong here is a couple things. One, in the first coffee chat, the first conversation, whether it's in person or online, however it is, is that true connection is not made. So we can talk about that. Well, let's, let's, as we do it, let's do it. So I think it starts with the beginning. Because if you just have a surface level chat, you just have a surface level relationship. Mm-hmm. I like to skip all that crap. Just, <laughs> Just go, go straight right for the kill. Right. Just tell them everything. Maybe not. Maybe that's also a bad <laughs> that plan. Could also be. You'd also, if you haven't talked before, maybe don't tell them everything like they're your therapist, right? So you don't want to like dump everything on them. But I think it's important to let the guard down. And sure, you know your stuff and and you're out there doing things, but don't pretend like everything is perfect. Be a real person, be a real human and share some of those things that's that's going on. While I while I naturally do this in business, I think my mom is a great example here because I don't always do this outside of business for whatever reason. So my daughter was when she was in pre-K. I would drop her off, pick her up every single day, and I'd stand in line with the same group of moms. And it was so awkward. And I had no idea what to talk to them about. I'm like, what do we have in common? Like the weather? Like, what are we going to talk about? And it was literally every single day. And I was like, oh, hey, oh, yeah, it's cold today. Like, like I, like it was awkward, right? And normally I'm not awkward, but I just didn't even know what I had in common with them. Like, there was no context other than just like our kids go to school here. And one day my mom did the pickup for me. And that night we were talking and she was like, oh, and Emerson's mom is having surgery next week and this and that. I was like, wait, 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 what? Like, how do you know all about this stuff happening with these random people from line at the pickup? And she was like, oh, well, we were standing there and I started telling her how my knee hurt and this. And then she said she was a yoga teacher and then this happened. And it just all clicked for me. I was like, of course, like, you started sharing, you opened up first, and then that paved the way for other people to feel comfortable sharing with you. Yes. Yes. And it can, it can be so simple. Like I, and you don't always have to know who these people need to be. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? Like you can actually seek relationships without like having someone already in mind, which I think is so powerful. So I remember a couple months back, I 
I put a post out in a business group I'm in that's specific to my health business. And I said, you know, I'm working on these big goals and I'm excited and I'm nervous. And like, these are the things I want to accomplish. And like, who else is working on this? Like, literally, that's how all I said, like, who else is running? Who else is doing the things? And, you know, I got a lot of like, congratulations. And that's awesome that you're working so hard. And a lot of surface level, like, I don't know, whatever. And then this one girl was like, me. Oh my God. Da, 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 da. And I was like, yes, you. You're my person. <laughs> so, yeah. So we started DMing and like, I literally have, I had no relationship with her two months ago. And now I talk to her every single day. We voice memo back and forth. We talk about work, but we also talk about life and we talk about our hobbies and we have so much in common. But like, unless I had like literally put out into the world that I was looking for someone going through the same things that I was, I would have never met her. And I know that sounds goofy, but like, clearly this has worked for me because that's how I met my business Mm -hmm. partner. Like I met her in a Facebook group. So you guys can meet these people in the most random of places. I, my workout buddy, we met in the grocery store. Oh my gosh. I love this. You know, like you can find these people in the most bizarre of places, but that doesn't mean they can't have an impact on your life. So like, if you're like, I just, I don't know who it's going to be. Don't worry about that part. Like that part will come. Don't worry about the who and don't worry about the what, right? Because sometimes too, if you're like, I need to connect with people who are going to get me this results in my business. Like, no, no, no. Not that you, (laughs) not that you can't sometimes Um, like, it's not to say I never do that. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, I think it's good to be less literal about it. So you want to be aware of, okay, who are the people in my industry? Who are, who are people that are maybe doing something similar to me, but different, but serving the same audience? Who are the leaders in the industry that I would want to connect with? And maybe they have a platform that has that audience, you know, who are people that maybe are inside the businesses of the people who I would want as clients, right? That they could be good referral partners too. So sure, it's good to be strategic in terms of these are people that it would make sense for me to connect with. Because if you just start giving up your time to anyone and anyone, it could feel really draining and pointless, right? But you don't always know... I will say oftentimes it is the most surprising things that you never would have thought the referral would have come from that person or that opportunity would have come from this other person. So yes, be strategic, but also keep your mind open because that person might be at the grocery store. I love that you met them there. So the place might be unexpected, the who might be unexpected, the what happens from it. But going in with an open mind, being strategic in terms of, okay, these, and it also helps to people get really uncomfortable when it's like strategic and relationship building. But here's the thing. If I tell you, go out and build relationships with everyone, you don't even know where to start. But if I say, make a list of other people who serve the same audience or client that you do, but don't do the same thing. Now you can actually start making a list of, of professions or of job titles or of businesses that those people, now you can have start making a list, right? You can start brainstorming. And now because you are thinking about those types of people, and maybe your list is graphic designer, web designer, virtual assistant, now when you start interacting in Facebook groups and see those people, your brain is automatically 
zeroing in on them because you know what you're focusing on. You know what you're looking for. So red car syndrome here. As soon as you get the red car, everyone else has the red car. As soon as, you know, whatever that is, you start seeing all these things around you. That's going to help those people just be more obvious to you. Yeah, because spoiler alert, like nothing changed except your perception. And I've been surprised, though, that sometimes while you might foster a relationship, the how it serves you might not come up for years. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes you're just chatty and that's all it is. And then it turns into something else and something bigger and something more amazing. And that's not to say that like there's anything wrong with that because those people become your friends. Like guys, this this is like making friends as adults. Like this is basically what this podcast episode's about. <laughs> I'm just telling you. But you can also do this by paying attention to perhaps people that you just like super dick. Like I know some of my like best online friends. I might have been seen as a little bit like obsessive about watching their Instagram stories or whatever. But instead of just like stalker watching them and like never saying anything, like coming in as a peer and like talking to them as if you're already friends without it being weird, obviously. I mean, it's a little bit, it's a dance, but I feel like there's been some people that I would have never thought would have paid attention to me, but because I just kept showing up and because I was there for them, perhaps when no one else said anything, like then they're like, oh, wait, who is this person? And then they start paying attention and they start following you and then they start commenting back. So you'd be surprised who you can foster a relationship with if you're just willing to like pay attention to what's going on in their life. Yes. Celebrate them, share with them. Like if they're if they're going through something and it looks like they need support, reach out and try to support them. But a lot of times it's really easy cuz people are celebrating something and it's really easy to comment on that, share that post, like share in that celebration like there's something that's meaningful for them. And if you can show that you care enough to celebrate with them and and share them, that's people sometimes are like, well, I don't know, what can I give? What do I have to offer? That, right? Like that's a great place to start. And and just looking at what's going on for them and those people that you do want to build relationships with. And how can you just, what would a friend do, right? And and starting to act in that way. You know, a lot of people do have the coffee chat or meet at a conference and then they don't connect again. So taking those opportunities to be there and reach out, maybe if they posted some things going on, sending a private message and checking on them. Or if they're celebrating something, share it loud publicly and celebrate with them and comment and air the personal message. And and just start thinking too, as you're doing things in your own business, how could you how could you connect people? How could you a lot of times when I do podcast interviews, I'll ask the host, you know, are you looking for any other guests? And that's a great way for me to connect people I know with podcast hosts. And it's a win-win because a lot of times podcast hosts don't want to sort through a million pitches. They would rather get someone who's like a referral that this person would be a good guest. And that's a way for me to connect people that that I want to help get on bigger platforms and stuff and, and help to make those connections. So just thinking as you're doing things, how could you bring other people along and want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? 
I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Say I have been fostering relationship or I do have an existing friend that's a peer in this, you know, a similar industry. How do I take it from a friendship to transitioning it into more of a business conversation, whether that be about a collaboration, whether that be asking for a referral, whether that be, I mean, it could be you wanting to connect with someone they know, like, how do you transition it without being a weirdo? Because I feel like the like being a weirdo thing comes up for a lot of people. So 
the first part here is actually having a relationship, right? So if you don't have a relationship, if you have just talked once for 20 minutes, to then go into a big ask could feel uncomfortable because it's too soon, right? Like it's just too soon in the relationship. And, you know, you want there to be this, this give and take, this symbiotic experience where it is a win-win for both. So I do think timing is important here. And it's, I, I want to say like, trust your gut on it. But I realize a lot of times the fear is louder than the gut. And it's like, oh, that's awkward and uncomfortable. But really, it could be a good time to do it. So I don't want to just flat out give that advice, but feel it out a little bit. Like, does this feel like the appropriate time? But I will say it's probably easier and this. I'm probably biased with this. I feel like it's easier to do during over voice than text. But I'm sure there's other people that are more comfortable writing, but it just feels more genuine. They can hear the tone in your voice, you know, whether it's a voice note on Messenger or a voice note on Voxer. If you normally communicate in a very informal way, don't try to now all of a sudden send them like a formal pitch. (laughs) Well, slash (laughs) if they have like an assistant or something, they may not even see it. And the, the, the assistant may not know you have an existing relationship. And like, then you wasted all this time. Yeah, I I totally agree. You have to you have to go about it in the way that your relationship was kind of formed. Like if you try to change the totally. method, it gets weird. So like if you always communicate on Instagram, then communicate then on say something on Insta- totally, Instagram. Totally. And I think a good way to start this is by just asking a question. So depending on what that scenario is, asking a question to get some insight that could lead to your follow-up to make sure that something that may, you know, maybe it could be, are you looking for podcast guests? Maybe it could be, I don't know what other scenarios we're looking at in terms of, you want to give me another, like an example you might be thinking of? Yeah. So like maybe they, maybe you're actively looking for clients and you kind of see them as a connector in your community. You might want them to refer you, but instead of saying, can you refer someone to me? Like you might instead say, Hey, do you know anyone that's like this? And like literally talk about maybe the pain points or like something your client is going through. It's almost, you're like asking half the question because if they say no, then you don't ask them. But if they say yes, you'd be like, Oh my gosh, that would be so amazing. Like, is there a way you could connect me because I'm looking to do X, Y, Z. And so like not like literally make it a conversation. I don't know why you guys feel like you have to like word vomit all over people, whether that's via messages or talking or like fully explaining yourself. Just take it one step at a time. And it's so much easier to ask a question than to type up like 12 paragraphs selling yourself. Like you have a connection. You need to connect me. Right. Now I will say, make it easy for them. Right. So ask the question, ask it. I love how you put that. Ask it in a way where like, do you, do you know anyone that's like, like this, who might be struggling with this? Yes. You know what? I'm offering this as a service now. And then you can explain it a little bit and say, can I send you an email with some information? So if you do see someone like that, would you mind referring me to them? Or I would be you know, grateful for, for your referral. Or maybe you have a referral incentive package and you can tell them about that. I do think at a certain point, it's good to bring it into email and make it a little bit more official, but have that first conversation informally. And then if they're open to it, if it feels like it's a good fit, then send them an email and make it really easy for them. People a lot of times won't introduce you to people because 
they don't really know what to say because they think it's awkward too, right? So you're like, this whole thing might feel awkward for you. They're like, yeah, I'd love to give you a referral, but then I have to think about how to type up a referral email, right? So if you can make it easy and give them that couple of sentences and how they can introduce you, how they don't have to feel dumb saying, I don't really know how to explain what you do, right? Because sometimes we have relationships like that where it's like, I kind of get what you do, but I don't really know how I would explain it to someone else. If you can make that really easy for them and give them that copy paste wording, that's going to make them so much more likely to actually pass that along to. But if you start there, it feels awkward. Do the other conversation first. Yeah, have that conversation. And if they say they do have someone, then be like, here, I'd love if you could refer me. Here's like a quick script that will make it super quick and easy. And then they're like, okay, like copy paste, like change a couple things, send it. But also ask them like how you would like to be referred to. Like if you could be as specific as possible. Like sometimes you want an informal introduction where you just want someone to like, connect you on an Instagram message. And sometimes you want them to send a formal email. And I, I don't know, it it also it just depends on the relationship. And it depends on the kind of referral or relationship you're seeking or the kind of like next step you're going down. Because sometimes it's you needing or would like something from someone, but them giving you the next step is not necessarily the end result. Like you might need four more people to connect you before you get to where you need to be, especially depending on how big of an ask you're, you're talking about. Totally. And I think it's a good point to make too, that maybe it's a formal referral or, or an informal referral, or maybe it's just tagging in a Facebook group, right? So when this is the case, and actually I I have a have a strategy for this that, that I'm happy to share on here. Do it. But the first thing to think about is let's say someone's a parenting coach, right? A lot of times I see people make the mistake of saying to their friends, if you see anyone looking for a parenting coach, no one's tag looking for me. a parenting coach, by the Email way. Email me. That's the just say that's the point, right? So no one is actually looking for a parenting coach. So it's important that we're using language that allows people to make it easy to refer them. So instead people of saying that, have <laughs> discipline issues with their children yes. and need advice, so say, but they're not looking yes. for a parenting coach. So say if any of your friends are struggling with temper tantrums, right? Yes. Now mm-hmm. you become, as I say, taggable for temper tantrums. And that's actually a thing that people ask questions about and search for help on and talk about and share with their friends. And now you've empowered people that do want to support you, that do know, love, and trust you to actually have that door open of like, oh, she said temper tantrums. That's the, the key word that you gave them. So now it's really easy to say, you know what? I have a friend who's a parenting coach and that is her specialty and she's a wizard with that, right? And now it makes it really natural. But that person was not like, I desperately need a parenting coach. So yeah, so the first thing is like actually use the words that they're going to hear come up or they're going to see come up. So the strategy I want to share with everyone listening is I call it the invisible visibility strategy. And this is designed to be done in a Facebook group, but can absolutely be done on other platforms or other situations as too. This, this can absolutely be taken for this. So let's just use the Facebook group as an example, though, to make it really clear. So the idea is a lot of people join a Facebook group and then they start 
like writing mini blog posts and trying to like self promo. Oh. Delete, <laughs> delete, 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 block. Right, they get blocked, <laughs> they get deleted. Or maybe if even if it's allowed, they get like zero engagement because nobody oh, yeah. like they just haven't nobody knows them in there, right? So if you go into a Facebook group and you start trying to promote yourself, it usually doesn't actually work. Either because the host is gonna shut you down, or even if you're able to get it through, the people in the community don't know you and just don't care, right? It's those posts are not going to get traction. So the way I say to approach it, where it's the invisible visibility strategy is to go in, be, get intentional, pick one, do this in one Facebook group at a time. You will, yes, one at a time. <laughs> We're not going to do this in many groups because I want you to go deep with it. But pick a group where you're like, I know my perfect people are in this group and you really like the group and you like that community and and you probably like the hosts of the group too, right? Like there's just synergy. They're not like your direct competitor. Like it does feel like that would be a really good group for you. First, I want you to get the lay of the land. Who are the most engaged people in the group? Who's posting the most? Who's commenting the most? Who is an admin for the group? Maybe it's their group. Maybe they're on the team. But see who the people who are the most active in the group are. If we approach this as instead of let's go into this group and see how much we can post or see what we can get away with, we're not going to have success. But if we take a look at the people who are already engaging in the group and now we start engaging with them with the goal of actually building relationships with them, with the goal of taking it outside of the group and getting on a coffee chat or something like that with them, now, even if it's four people, you're going to have four real humans who are active in the group, not like the the people that are just the lurkers, right? Four people who are active in the group, who know who you are, who know what you do, who know your specialty is temper tantrums, right? And you probably actually become Facebook friends with them too. So when you do make an, a, po- a post in the group, they're going to see that. They're more likely to engage with it. You're more likely to see their posts because they're going to you're going to get a notification that they post something. But most importantly, when other people in the group are looking for support with the thing that you can help with, these people are engaged in the group. They want to connect people. Like that's what they want to do in the group. People want to connect people and refer people and tag people. So now you have this small and mighty army of people who are going to help make you visible in that group because as questions come up, they're going to say, you need to talk to her. This is your girl. And tag you. I definitely feel like that's how we started our business, which is like crazy. I think you need to tell the story then. (laughs) Or maybe they've already heard it a few times, but a lot of people do this accidentally. So yeah. So just, I would love to hear that. I think I know a little bit of it, but. I'm sure. But like, and I wasn't all us, but I feel like, you know, back in the day, back in the day, the Facebook group to to be in was Savvy Business Owners by Heather Crabtree. And I just feel like there was just this like constant referral network of like, you knew this person did this and this person did that and this person did this. And it was a very engaged community and it was a very tight knit community. And so when someone had an issue with XYZ, like people were getting tagged all the time. And I think you have to figure out kind of what you want to become known for. Mm -hmm. Like you have to intentionally work around that. And I feel like in 
our time as business owners over the last five years, I've reinvented myself maybe 75 times. Um, <laughs> me too, me too. And that's fine. It is. So it's okay if that thing changes, but you have to like let the people around you know that it's changed and like be cool with, you know, spending time where it maybe doesn't result in anything right away. Like, because I feel like when we were just there to support other people without trying to receive anything back, like that's when we got the most out of it. It had nothing to do with, you know, sitting there like waiting for someone to ask for XYZ, like a higher post, like waiting for someone to say, I'm hiring, blah, blah, blah. And then you pounce like that. That wasn't necessarily effective. But if you like show up as an engaged member, you're giving value to the group as a whole. Then when someone does need something, it literally may never get posted because so-and-so already referred you. Yeah. That's so which true. is the best, the best. It is. <laughs> that is because they're just gonna privately connect you. And yeah, when right. those higher posts come out, you don't want to be the one saying hire me. You want to be that person that everyone's tagging in the post. Yes. Right. So and that people how it will pay more attention to that. Yes, yes. Because people have relationships with those people. They know those people. Now, the first time I did this was unintentional and, and started putting the pieces together. It was in a paid community. And I will say that paid communities work just as well, if not better, for this because everyone is really committed to being there. So it might be a smaller group, but it's a more focused group and a more engaged group. And people are more likely to want to support each other and get to know each other too. But the first time this happened for me, it was in the Screw the 9 to 5 membership back in the day when that existed. And I actually got known for something that was not my intent, and that was Instagram. So I was building a business. I was not teaching Instagram, but I was building a business and using Instagram. And I was just showing up in the community and supporting other people and talking about what I was doing and sharing some of my Instagram milestones or people were just noticing and asking questions. And... I started to get known for Instagram that way. And they were tagging me in the group, tagging me outside the group in the free group. The host of the group, my mentors invited me to speak at their conference on the topic. All of this stuff spiraled. And it was never, I'm like, I never even set out to be an Instagram person. Now I leaned into that and I started offering some things for Instagram because I did see that opportunity and the other business was was taking a longer time to to grow but that was really when I first saw for like I was just showing up in a group and asking for support and being like completely me there was no posturing of like oh I already, I was so new to business I had so many questions and I was able to just show up as myself and all of these people wanted to work with me as a result of that. And that is really when I connected the dots. I actually have a lot of background in working with personal brands. And my dad, his business is a personal brand and other companies. One of them, we actually did personal branding for mixed martial arts instructors uh, or co com competitors. And, and so all of this stuff. But I, when I came into the online world, I was so hesitant to have an, a personal brand. My business was a branded name. I was hiding behind it. I was uncomfortable. I had all of these fears around it. And that was when I started putting the pieces together of like, okay, this other faceless business I'm trying to grow is feels like a really uphill battle. 
But here I am just showing up in a community and being myself. And that's what's leading to all of these opportunities landing on my lap and, and all of these things seemingly happening with ease. So that was really the first aha for me of like, okay, like I need to just own this. I need to buy JacquelineMalone.com. And there's something about this whole personal brand. Yeah. Well, I would love to go into talk strategy to me and have you kind of give us three to five takeaways for someone who perhaps wants to start a relationship or foster one so that they can utilize it in the future. What, and even if they don't have an idea of where it's supposed to go, because I think that's kind of honestly the most important part, like not being super intentional is honestly more helpful, but I don't know. Nonetheless, you you give us the strategy. So, <laughs> oh, all right. So, three tips here. So, one is to make that list of who are those people who maybe don't do exactly what you do, but serve the same market, influencers in your industry. Get specific people who serve those. You know, maybe they're on the teams of the people you want to connect with. Really get intentional about who that who those people are. Two you're going to want to get on calls with them. So we won't break down the whole thing, but I want you to have have a coffee chat. And on that coffee chat, I want you to really do a couple of things. Take the time to really get to know them and their business and how you can help them. Ask what they need support with. And and really try to get beyond the surface of, of just the what do they do for a living, but what is actually going on with them? And maybe they need support with something in their life. Maybe it's something in their business, but truly take the time to get to know them and maybe even ask them, like, how can I support you? How can I help you? And just see what they say. And I wouldn't be surprised if you ask that, if they, if they then in return ask you that too. And you may or may not know how they can support you, but if you're going to support each other, it is okay for you to say, you know what, I'm looking for help with this, or I need this kind of a resource or something. So on those calls, let your guard down, vulnerably share some things and really try to see how you can help them and get to know them on like a human to human level. And then the third thing here is after that call, and maybe it's in the weeks or months to come, I want you to go out of your way to help and support them. And maybe it was something that came up on that call. Maybe it was just something you see on social media, or maybe it's just something that like you said before, like you're scrolling Instagram and you see something and you think of them, or maybe you get Harrow in your inbox, which Harrow is help a reporter out and they have different reporters looking for for people to, for sources, for their articles three times a day. And if, if I see something like that and someone's looking for a Facebook ad strategist, I'm going to take a screenshot of that and send that to someone who I know who's a Facebook ad strategist and say, hey, I saw this in Harrow today and thought of you. And whether they apply or not, they know that you thought of them for that. But maybe they apply and they get that. And now they have this great opportunity for their business that came from you. And you didn't even have to have a connection to help them with that, right? So just start thinking about how you can help them, how you can pay it forward, and and do those things to continue to grow the relationship, not just have the one-time call and then you never talk again. And then a year later, you ask for a favor. That's not how it goes, right? And that's why it feels awkward. Mm-hmm. No, I think you're I think you're right on the money with all of that. I also just word of advice like take notes. Like I know this seems ridiculous, but if you're if you have a memory anything like mine, like I remember very little, honestly. 
but I have notes on conversations, on calls, on the kinds of things they're looking for, details about people's businesses, which to other people would make no sense and have no context and feel totally random. But even little things like what are their kids' names and where do they live and are they married? Those things go a long way in remembering. So it helps you be a better friend when you do remember those things. Yes. Um, and, and I will even like set up reminders. So I will say like, remind me to message so-and-so about XYZ in two weeks. Like if they, for instance, like I had someone who told me like, you know, you get deep, you get personal with people. They're like, you know, I have to get this biopsy. Like I have this thing going on and like they could potentially be really sick. And so instead of forgetting that you had their conversation, like I set a reminder in my phone a week from now, message so-and-so asked them if they got their biopsy results. And like people are blown away that you care enough to ask. But also like I actually did care enough to ask. I just know I'm going to forget. So I'm going to put something in place so I don't. Exactly. Right. You care enough to take that extra step to remember. Right. I actually, I had to start doing this for my personal life too. <laughs> right. But I, I, I'm the same way. I have too many things in my head. And, and I, I will say I had some things with, with some of my personal relationships, nothing to do with business where I forgot about stuff. And I felt like, I felt like I could have been a better friend or a better family member. And there was a, a few times I had that just like, like, sinking feeling of like, oh, I wish I would have remembered that or I wish I could have, you know, reached out. And maybe I had that intent, but I didn't have the follow through and and the intent doesn't matter if you don't actually do it. Right. So I started doing this. My cousin was going for job interviews and I literally, when I would talk to her, she'd be like, oh yeah, I have like the follow up on this date. And I would start putting it in my calendar because I knew I wanted to check in with her and see how things were going. And me having that want, but not actually taking action on it, is not helping. So taking yeah, they that say extra the thought step, is what matters, no, but it's, no, it's, it's not. not. <laughs> this is not the thought that matters. It's the action that matters. I love it. Oh, so yeah, taking the time to to put those is such a good tip, and it's a way to keep you present to it too. And I think it's good to do a mix of both. So with the things that you really want to make sure you don't remember, like yes, put it in the calendar, get the reminder, and make sure you do it. But there's also those times where you just randomly think of someone. Yes. And then actually do something about that. Yes. And this is magical. And I don't know why or how, and we don't need to get into any of the, any of the magic that might be behind this, but I will say the times that I randomly think of someone I just sometimes I'll just reach out and be like, hey, I just thought of you today. What's going on? Like, it doesn't even have to be a whatever. They're like, oh my gosh, I was just thinking of you. Or, oh, I was just going to message you this. Like, every single time it happens, the person, like, it was for a reason. And I don't know what is up with that, but now I just trust it. And that's really my guiding system for keeping in touch with most people is just when I think of them, actually taking action on it. Yes. Well, thank you so much for all of this today. And I know. This, if nothing else, is going to have a powerful effect on just people's happiness and mood and like, because having those relationships can be so meaningful. But I'd love 
for you to tell us where people can come hang out with you online and find you as that go-to gal. Sure. Well, first, definitely come over and hang out with me on the Go-To Gal podcast. I put out episodes twice a week, so head over there and subscribe wherever you're listening. And then if this is something that you want to start taking action on and building authority and getting known in that, as that go-to gal in your industry, in your space, is something that's on your radar this year, then download my free guide. I have a 30 days of authority building action plan. And I work through, there's five different parts for my authority building framework. And yes, relationship building is one of them, but there's four others. And in that guide, it's going to break down what those are, but actually give you something small to do every single day for 30 days to start building that momentum of authority. And that's JacquelineMalone.com forward slash plan. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I know everyone's excited to go listen to your podcast. Thanks for being on the show, babe. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.